Out there, we call it dub dub. Ah, I should learn this in case I ever learn to develop apps and then apply for a ticket and then miraculously get one. Yeah, and uh, someone joked that, um, and not realizing how serious they were, that, like, you know how Apple's been dropping the eyes off of everything and replacing them with just Apple? Mm, Yes. Like, what if when they start holding it at the spaceship, it's just uh, Apple DC? Hmm. That would be shorter and easier to say, but ADC is already something else, isn't it? Yeah, the Apple developer connection. Ah. Oh, I'm thinking of ADB, aren't I? The Apple desktop bus? Yeah. Well, they uh, apparently couldn't use AFS for the uh, Apple file system because that's already something else. What is that? One that doesn't count, but it's it's, it's, a, it's a file system. I know AVS is the American Vacuum Society. <laughs> and they're not talking about, like, Hoovers. That's, like, science. Like, just, you know. Scientists who study things that occur in a vacuum. Yes, which is, like, pretty but much... not NASA. Uh, well, why not Venn NASA? Venn diagrams with NASA. It seems like NASA would be sort of... Anyway... We're not. T- <laughs> See, we're back. Um, so, like, what what were your impressions? I'll I'll be like I'm interviewing you. Um. So. The overall impression that I can't help but have mm. is that, um. The. Uh, Diversity in attendees problem is worse than their own internal diversity problem. Ooh, that's bad. Yeah, so I would say among their staff that, you know, it's it's mostly white, but only, you know, like 20% women, maybe. Hmm. And among attendees, it's, I don't know, 9% women, maybe? That's not that good. Yeah, no, that, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, and the uh, the funny side effect to that is that it makes all the parties, like, mm. terrible. Yeah, I can see. Well, I know. They could just do, was it Microsoft? I think it was Microsoft. And, and just basically hire some strippers. Yeah. Um, incidentally, I did go to a party put on by Microsoft, mostly because I didn't I didn't get tickets to any of the cool kid parties because they uh, evaporated either a before I had committed to putting my name in the hat at all, um, or where you know the talk show and just uh, you know exploded under server load and some people got tickets <laughs> and I wasn't one of them. Right. Like like getting tickets was in the old days. Yeah. Before the. Uh, before the lottery, the lottery. The conference itself. Um, Some of you will get tickets. One of you will die. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, diversity is really bad. Mm. Um, that said, um, I didn't encounter any bad people. Oh, well, that's so, nice. I mean, you know, everyone was really nice. Um, they were even nice when they were not answering questions they weren't allowed to answer. Mm. Um, there are a ton more uh women in the actual like talks than 
in the keynotes, like, past and this year. Um, well, this year was a bit better. Yeah. Remember when Twitter was like, oh, well, maybe you weren't on Twitter. You were actually physically there. But uh, the rest of us on Twitter were like, oh, my God, a black woman. That's the first time that's ever happened. Oh, and random trivia that I don't know why I'm bringing up. But one of the the women in that video that they featured, the really enthusiastic one, is like an acquaintance of an acquaintance. So it's almost like I know somebody cool. (laughs) That is kind of cool, though. Yeah. She's from Uh, Atlanta and she's like awesome. So, um, being in the keynote, um, from, uh, what I did learn is that there was no overflow, that everyone fits in Bill Graham. Oh. So, um, getting in line early is really only where you sit in the auditorium. It's not whether you're sitting, it's not whether you're sitting in it. Um, and... Once I got to Moscone and went to some sessions that are in the room that the keynote's normally in, uh, good call. Yeah. Because uh, that's actually like a, you know, a venue. Mm. <laughs> and the, uh, you know, like the balcony is slanted mm. so people behind you can see. That's always nice. I know. What an idea. <laughs> uh, whereas the uh, the top floor of Moscone is just flat. <laughs> So there's, at least there's multiple screens, but still. Mm. But even then, being as far away as I was, um, I, uh, you know, like, you only knew it was Tim because you know his voice <laughs> kind of thing, you know. All, all of the uh, other, because um, there were no screens in there showing the live feed or anything like that, or, you know, showing what a camera is looking at. Mm. So it was really, you know, just, yeah, I'm really far away and... <laughs> Okay, that sounds like a woman. I guess it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, that was pretty bad. But, I mean, uh, it was cool to be in there. Uh, being in the room, the uh, the weight of the moment of silence was significant. Oh, yeah, that was... that was. I I wouldn't say it's it was nice, but it was, I don't know. A, yeah. It well, was a good thing to do, I think. Yeah. It was a better opening than one of their stupid videos. Oh, God. Yeah. Ones. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, that's that's a nice thing about... So, San Francisco itself, I have opinions about. Mm. Um, there were pride flags, like, literally everywhere, like, on every lamppost. I don't know if that's just because it was the lead-ups to the pride parade, which was, like, last weekend. Or if it's just always like that. But mm-hmm. either way, I mean, it just, you know, feels friendlier and, you know. Granted, uh, the particular neighborhoods of the uh, keynote and the conference are known for their homeless and uh, crackheads, like literal crackheads. Mm. Like, uh, my wife saw one partaking in it. Oh, wow. That's... Yep. I've never actually seen a crackhead doing... I've seen lots of crackheads, because, I mean, downtown Atlanta, but... No, it's just like on TV with the uh, uh, the tiny pipe with the ball at the end of it. And the... Well, what do you know? Yeah, now she, she had fun uh, encountering more of those than I did. Ah, I, right. Yeah, because um, she was, like, out doing, you know, tourist stuff while I was walking to Moscone every day along the same route. So they're <laughs> the same crackheads and homeless every day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very but, sad. Yeah, they're like a lot. And like, you just sort of walk around them. It's really weird. Yeah. 
I, I always, that was always, I have strong feelings about homelessness and how it's a tragedy and it's something that shouldn't happen. And we as a, as a nation that pretends to be civilized should really do something about it. Um, Because I used to walk by a lot of homeless people in Atlanta and like sometimes I would walk by, there was this one stretch where I guess a lot of um, homeless people would sleep and their their, uh, pieces of cardboard were on the ground that they had been sleeping on and that just like broke my heart every time. Yeah. And there's a lot of them that like sleep through the day just because... Right, night's dangerous. Yeah. And we heard uh, a lot about that on... uh, the unconsolable episode you had. Yeah, that one was pretty, pretty. A little rough. different from the rest of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but important and it. Yeah, and it, that one, that one matters. Yeah, we try to yeah. do episodes that matter every now and then. Yeah, it's nice on to this be show too. Proud. Yeah, it's nice to be proud of something. Mm, yes. Um. So yes, besides San Francisco itself. Uh, <laughs> let's redirect back to the apple stuff um so like how were uh how were sessions did you learn a lot of things was it disappointing the the sessions were exactly what i expected them to be considering that they've been posting them for quite Mm. some many years at this point um that being said i still did go to a few anyway just because right um, you're there you know I'm, i'm not going to do it you know that night at the hotel you know it's just not gonna happen mm uh, similarly, like I tried to uh, watch one of them on the uh, the TVs in the lounge they had on the first floor, and y- you know you just don't pay close enough attention to it. Um, but I did go to some of them, and uh, so that that main auditorium on the top floor where the keynote usually is, um, they usually put like the sessions that are going to get ridiculous attendance in them, or so they think, because mm-hmm. they're, the, they're the stuff, you know, like what's new in UIKit or what's new in Xcode, you know, the kind of stuff that like literally every developer has a reason to attend right. versus, you know, like what's new in Metal this year. Um, although those are pretty crowded, uh, but um, but for those big sessions, like it doesn't it doesn't fill up like, you know, the keynote does. Um, and people tend to, you know, space themselves mm. out equal distantly, regardless. <laughs> of um, course. So it's pretty low density, and you can tell when, um, when you're watching the videos, you can tell if it was in there, not by cross-referencing in the schedule, but if um, there's not a lot of applause, hmm. like in the middle of it. You know, it's just, you know, applause when the person walks in and, you know, when it ends. Mm. Because in the smaller ones, you know, there's it's a little bit more, you know, it's a better atmosphere. And, you know, if something comes up on a slide, you know, like, um, you know, we're finally adding raw support <laughs> for photos, which is what I'm most excited about. You know, the, the room explodes for that. So why are you so excited for raw support? I'm not a photographer and I really don't care. What are you planning on doing with that, though? Well, it's just, so, um, one of my things is that when I shoot photos for, you know, personal use, pictures of my cat and shit, right. <laughs> um, on my phone, I tend to, um, underexpose anything I take outside because, um, when you're working in a, uh, eight bits per channel, uh, color space, um, 
it's easier to bring up low areas if they had some light. Um, but once you wash out a sky and those are like actual white pixels, there's no detail in them to bring down mm. into a picture that's properly balanced. Right. All you can do is try to interpolate. Right. Um, or just, you know, draw it in yourself <laughs> right. or take multiple exposures or trust the HDR thing to get it right. And no. it does. <laughs> it, it did like in iOS 4, like when the iPhone 4 first came out, that was one of its features. And it worked back then, and it had this horrible processing time, and you could take, like, one picture every 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, um, what you can do with RAW is that um, uh, what may be given back to you as white when the... Um, when the picture is processed from raw into, you know, a 24-bit JPEG or something, um, if you go back to the raw file for that, it may not actually have been white. Hmm. So that area may not have been ruined. It just <laughs> made the exposure so, you know, the darker areas of the image were actually visible instead of black. And, you know, it's, it can't, you know, it's a computer making decisions for you. It's not always perfect. Hmm. So... When you have raw to work with, there's a better chance of rescuing an image that didn't come out perfectly. Um, and since um, I have it on good unofficial authority <laughs> that everything they're releasing from this point on is going to have wide color support, um, rather than taking the cameras from 8-bit to 10-bit or 16-bit, they're just giving us raw so that as they incrementally go up from P3 to eventually rec 2020, you know, you'll have the additional colors coming from the camera to show on the wide colored screens that currently only the tiny iPad Pro and the uh, big iMac have. Mm -hmm. I want a tiny iPad Pro. I want one. <laughs> I want lots of things. So something I've, um, a sense I got from the engineers in the labs is that when Apple does something that we on the outside are boggled or frustrated by, um, such as putting two gigs of RAM in mm. the, well, what the internet's calling the baby pro, right? Um, that the people like the engineers that, you know, have to support that are mm -hmm. frustrated by it too. So, um, specifically with the two gigs of RAM thing, um, the uh, 6S iPhones also have 2 gigs of RAM and push a lot less pixels, uh, both in absolute number and they have a lower bit depth because they don't have the P3 wide color. So they only need... Th so 2 gigs of RAM is like a luxury on them. Mm. But you're already constrained on the Baby Pro. You know, it's drifting into like iPad 3 territory of spec mismatch. Oh no! Where you had, you know, all these pixels and the means to drive them provided you did something simple enough. But it's not like it had the uh, performance to get the same frame rates as the iPad 2 before it um, pushing four times as many pixels because it only had effectively twice the GPU in it. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I fear for the baby pro. I fear it might be like the next iPad 3. I've been wondering what the next iPad 3 is going to be. I thought it was going to be the uh, 
the A7 based iPads. So that would be the uh, Mini 2 and 3 and the original iPad Air, but they're already, you know, towards the end of their life anyway. Mm. But yeah. Apple frustrates everyone on <laughs> what, like, the stupid things they skimp on in terms of hardware and, you know, storage especially. But, I mean, uh, that's just beating a dead horse to complain about that now. It's never going to change. I know, and yet. <laughs> like, by the time they change it to 32, it's not enough either. Ugh, no kidding. So, when I, uh, when, when I set up a, uh, an, a different device to put the beta on, because, seriously, kids, yeah, the beta's do on your carry phones. Um... You know, I, I, I turned on, you know, iCloud Photo Library and, you know, set it up like a real device. Um, you know, put a bunch of apps I wanted to see worked on, you know, so I would know when it would be safe to put it on my carry phone or just switch that to my carry phone or whatever. And I go and, you know, look at storage when I'm done with all of this, you know, putting a reasonable amount of music on it, um, letting Overcast fill itself with everything mm. that wasn't played yet. And it's sitting there at, you know, like 33 gigs used. Yeah. So, like, yeah, th- 32 was already too small. Yeah, I, I'm i pretty happy with 128. I don't feel like I need 256. Like, even if I got the baby iPad, I don't think that I would need to go bigger than 128. I say that now, but yeah. something will happen. I mean, <laughs> now, I'm gonna, now that I'm going to be able to be saving photos in RAW. Oh, yeah. Which that... will just take up a crap ton more of room. That's what, how, I mean, I guess the solution is cloud storage, but I don't really trust Apple that much as a cloud storage provider. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. <laughs> like their cloud services kind of aren't like right now we're recording this using Skype. We used to use, um, we used fa- to use FaceTime. FaceTime. Yeah. And FaceTime audio quality is great when it works. Right, but exactly. <laughs> it, it failed in the weirdest ways. Like this, uh, this uh, parallels with uh, just the uh, viewing experience on uh, on the Apple TV. So if you know my network or something in between is being stupid, because you know I have uh, seventy five down files, my network is not the problem. Yeah, but um, sometimes you know it's just having trouble hitting something somewhere in between for who knows why um netflix will just be like all right we want you to keep watching the show so the audio is going to stay and the quality is just going to keep going down to you know like 240p or something Hmm. but if you know you're watching a drama or something you know you're still getting the dialogue um the captions are still coming through you know it's fine but uh itunes store content is Mm -hmm. like you paid for 1080p, that's what you're getting, bro. <laughs> so just sit back and wet, let it buffer. Yeah. Ugh. Even though, like, you know, Apple was behind the HTML5 streaming standard that lets it, that lets going to the crappier formats actually work. Well, that's just not what they wanted to do. Yeah. You know, so their, their cloud services are still bad. I mean, they're, they're getting better, but I... I don't know. I should you know, hope so. It's been like a decade. Right, but there's a, you know, the perception problem. Mm, that's true. Like, we've been disappointed so many times, you know, and, uh, you know, I would say the same is true for power users like us and Siri. You mm. know, we remember when, like, 
you could kind of sort of ask it for the weather or sports and, you know, like do that at a party and it was kind of cool and we're still waiting for it to <laughs> like get better than that. Yeah. And, you know, granted it has been making these incremental improvements, but to us it just seems like still that. Yeah, and even with the um, the improvements that were announced this year, like finally, finally, app developers will basically be able to add keywords to Siri, like. But it's just for six categories, right? Um, and you know, suspiciously, audio playback isn't one of them. Yeah, um, and you know, I suggest you listen to Marco bitch about that because. He's got some very good points that it's not all, you know, just about Spotify. No, he makes a podcast player. Yeah, I would really... He wants you to be able to say, ahoy, telephone, play the next episode of Unconsolable, uh, you know, in Overcast. (laughs) And I really want to be able to do that. As a user, that is like a really, like, that's... That is all that I do when I drive. Me too. (laughs) And I still have to poke around and I finally, um, I'm finally one of those people now that has my phone in one of those stupid holder thingies that <laughs> sticks out of the air conditioning oh. vent <sighs> because you know i have to uh, i have to tap things to change it I, I finally got it because i was driving up to vermont by myself mm. and uh you know wanted to make sure that i had five hours of podcast to keep playing mm. um, yeah oh i know you can just use your watch except by the time the interface actually loads the light is green <laughs> maybe that they keep promising that launching apps on the watch is going to get faster and i'm like really how it's the yeah, same hardware so, what are you doing so on the uh so on watch os3 which i have on a separate piece of hardware again kids <laughs> don't ruin your production hardware and implying that you're using watch os3 means that you've ruined a phone to put it on so yes <laughs> please don't um what it does is exactly what they said it does, is that it keeps things that are in your dock um, in RAM when you switch it away from them. You know, just like a real multitasking mm. OS does. Formerly, it would always destroy things when you left them, just like iOS 1 through 3 did nah. before multitasking. You know, pressing the home button sent, you know, a notification to your app that said, you know, you are about to be terminated. This is your one chance to clean up. And if you don't finish, you're still getting that SIG kill. Nice. Um, and, you know, then it was closed. It was purged out of RAM. And, you know, so it's it's still doing freeze and thaw, which is what uh, iOS has done since iOS 4. You know, nothing actually multitasks in the background unless you give it explicit permission to, or it's Facebook and it breaks the rules and ah. all, yeah. Um, but, um, so going back to an app, yeah, you know, that's quick. And apps don't have to be recompiled for it. Like, I like Pedometer++ because it's, like, stupid simple in terms of its interface. Right. And, you know, now I can just launch it from a complication, assuming I can actually tap the complication because that's still awful on the watch, just even interacting with it. Um, yeah. But, you know, it loads right up, um, and its data may be stale, hmm. but at least it came right up. Um, now, hmm. I'm going to... Uh, so right now, my watchOS 2 watch is saying it's 77 degrees, and my watchOS 3 watch is saying it's 81 degrees, both using Apple's weather complication. Hmm. 
and according to the actual phone and it is in fact 77 so that's you know okay yeah, <laughs> a bit of a broken promise there the the uh, OS that's a piece of crap that they showed on stage you know has a more accurate temperature and you know four degrees is a lot yeah you know I mean, that's 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 off by a couple hours that could be the difference between a sweater and not a sweater for me well in the you're wrong but <laughs> <laughs> if it's like 65 versus 69 i'm putting on a sweatshirt if it's 65 <sighs> but if it's 69 eh, it depends on the shirt i have i <laughs> one of my coworkers once i i forget what i was talking about he was like wow you really are the princess and the pea about that and i'm like about that <laughs> <laughs> one more thing i i do want to say about one more thing uh watch os 3 it, it is mostly lies, um, you know, because, um, you know, I, that's Apple's weather app that wasn't updating in the background. And opening it now, the complication went to 79, even though opening it shows that it thinks it's 77 now. Um, the timer app um, opens to a bunch of presets, so 1, 3, 5, and 10 minutes. Um Earl Grey tea is steeped for two minutes. Yeah. So I have to scroll past that page to the next page where custom is and have additional taps to set my tea timer for two minutes because hitting custom just brings back ye old uh, UI for it with the crown and Does it still take forever? Because tea timing is like my number one use case for my watch and it takes forever just to launch the timer. Well... If it's on a complication that counts as being in the dock in terms of applications mm. that are granted the privilege of being freezed and thawed instead of murdered. So it will improve launch time and it did launch immediately to, you know, the three and one, five, ten minute crap. But um, yeah, it launches faster, assuming you want to set your tea for one, three, five, or ten minutes. Well, my black tea usually does go for five minutes. My green tea goes for three or four, so I guess I'll just go for three. It's applicable to literally none of my teas. Yeah. I have four-minute teas and two-minute teas. This is just not going to (laughs) work. You need to get some odd teas (laughs) like I have, then you'll be fine. Well, I mean, um, so I... I did manage to find Earl Grey tea at the conference in the tea section, and finding tea anywhere is usually a hard and oh, finding free Earl tea? Grey on top of that is uh yeah because they had coffee and tea oh in the that's morning. nice yeah no people who complain about the food at WWDC like that just reeks of privilege like you people should try going to an academic conference oh. <laughs> food if it's included is so much worse yeah well because I mean especially if it's hosted by the university typically those are uh, if they're above a certain size, they're required to be catered by whatever the dining services at that university are. Yeah. And at most universities, that's not really a good choice. <laughs> yeah. Like my alma mater had excellent dining services, but where I worked after that, my my previous university, in fact, both my university employers, and eh, no. Like at Georgia State, they used to have this, um, well, they probably still do. I'm just not there. They had this awful, like, I think it was meant to be like passion fruit iced tea or something. 
but it was so like tart that it kind of hurt like the corners of my jaw. <laughs> like it, I can't even describe the sensation, but it was very unpleasant. So I would happily eat free round bread that purports to be a bagel from Apple. Yeah. Um, and so, um, be- because I'm lactose intolerant, um, there was a thing they sent out after, uh, booking but before the conference started just asking you if you had any dietary restrictions and I said you know yes and that was one of the choices so my name got put on a list where I was allowed to go in a room surrounded by black curtains this is like painful stuff (laughs) um and um in there it was you know a, a salad bar in the you know literal sense in that you know it was food but none of it was combined hmm so, you know, I assumed you were supposed to make a salad of it because the first thing in there was a a fancy stacked like colander of leaves kind of thing, <laughs> uh, which I uh, a big bowl of leaves and uh, went for all the actual food. So there was, you know, a different uh, animal and other very good things, you know, like uh, uh, pumpkin seeds, broccoli, cauliflower, and mm. like. Um, blue cheese crumbles so like actual blue cheese nice you know not what's in dressing which is just i don't know i don't know what's in blue cheese yeah um and uh some other stuff i should have wrote down because it was like (laughs) it was like legitimately like gourmet salad ingredients you know that like you would you know pay extra for like each one of them Hmm. um so that was nice you know that i had those but you know the box lunches weren't bad either you know, I guess the people that complained about them, like, were always picking the one that was just, like, cold cuts, because there was always one of those. Mm. But, like, you know, cold cuts are going to be disappointing unless, you know, yeah. the sandwich is measured in feet. Like, what's the best pre-made boxed sandwich you've ever had? It wasn't that great, probably. It's been in a box for a few hours. Like, Well, incidentally, I did have both an excellent chicken parm and an excellent, excellent eggplant parm that came from the boxes. Well, okay. So, I, I'm surprised I mean, you know, that those kept well enough. Yeah. I, I they, maybe were they hot? Made the same day. No. Hmm. So I don't know. But, huh. you know, it was fine. But yeah. all of the ones that featured chicken had, like, chicken in them. You know, not cold-cut chicken. Right. Cold-cut chicken looked like gross. chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, on that note, um, after I heard um, Phil Schiller on the talk show this year say, you know, that the biggest th- complaint they get about WWDC is always about the food. Hmm. And he takes that as a win. Well, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's nobody's, it's not exactly, a, it's not a convention of caterers. Right. So, um, uh, after, you know, I heard that, you know, I just wrote a little email that said, you know, um, it's my first time attending. I had heard so many bad things about the food. That I just wanted to write and say, you know, it actually wasn't that bad. And the prepared meals section for people with dietary restrictions, you know, it was fantastic. However, <laughs> the West Coast does not know what bagels are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he replied back, I hear you about the bagels. My friends from NYC say it's something to do with the water. Thanks for the feedback, Phil. I mean, it's not just the water. Well, yeah, it is. It's that people from the New York area use the water and boil the bagels. 
Well, right. That's but... usually the step that's skipped. You know, they either use steam injection or just skip it entirely and just make circles of bread. But they could do it the same way with somewhat different water, and I think it would be closer to being an actual bagel than right. They just don't follow the steps. They just don't right. Boil them. So it's not yeah precisely they just don't make bagels. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had some excellent round breads in California, but. (laughs) And on top of that, the seeds were wrong and there was no salt. And everything (laughs) bagel, like everything means the things you offer on the other bagels. But at a minimum, it's garlic and or onion, uh, sesame, poppy, and salt. Yeah. Those are the standard constituents. Sometimes there's like cheese. Uh, people and their non-canonical bagels. I kind of like it when there's cheese. I like cheese. Oh, but I'm not lactose intolerant. So. Well, incidentally, um, the good cheeses, like blue cheese, ah, yes. cheddar, um, aged cheeses have very little to no lactose in mm. them, um, which is good because I eat cheese for a five out of three meals every day. <laughs> Because cheese is awesome. Uh, and, and now I need to shame you for the fact that Me? you've been living in Schenectady for about a year now. Um, and you weren't aware that upstate cheddar is a thing. No one told me. How was I supposed to know? Go to a farmer's market? No. Is there like a local food section in your supermarket? Like even the supermarkets down here, like the ShopRites, have a section <laughs> dedicated to just cheese like I real cheese shop for food <sighs> i go to the grocery store and i buy beverages so um that's almost literally true by the way the the characteristics for um upstate cheddar or new york style cheddar but it's um it's usually white um which doesn't matter too much because mm-hmm. um, usually the color is fake nowadays anyway right. Um, although the, the um, if they do color it the right way, it can make it a little sweeter. Mm. But um, it has a sharp taste, but a mild um, slicing behavior. So it's not, you know, crumbly like a sharp British cheddar mm. would be. You can, like, cut into it and a slice comes out instead of, you know, it cracking on you. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, which makes upstate cheddar, you know great for crackers and sandwiches and more than just eating it straight because you can get a good slice out of it. Although, there's nothing wrong with eating it straight. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, and in fact, uh, I I tend to pick it up in like a two-pound wheel, Mm. um, which is, you know, like $20, so it's fine. It's good cheese. (laughs) Um, And it tends to just get eaten because it's delicious. Yeah. So, (laughs) go find some cheddar. Some local cheddar while, while you still can. Before you move to Southern California and can't find anything resembling East Coast food ever again. Yeah. It'll be kind of a bummer to leave behind, like, some of the stuff that I had when I was a kid and that now I have again, like Stelladoro breakfast treats. You'll get avocados, but no cheddar. Yeah, there are lots of avocados. You know, and, and we have avocados here because when you ship an avocado, it's still an avocado. Yeah. You can't ship a New York pizza. They don't... Uh, I don't, I don't know. The, yeah. 